Shermchester, along with the coach, Bill Taylor, on this edition of the Seacoast Sports Forum podcast. Coach, well, what I want to start off with is uh, this is a big week, obviously the big game. That's coming up uh, later this weekend. But more importantly, for the Seacoast Sports Forum, our televised version, it's a big week. It's our 100th episode. And when a television series reaches its 100th episode, it's a big thing because that means they can go into syndication and uh, uh, five days a week times 20 weeks without a rerun. So not that's the case here. Doesn't that mean we get paid residuals? Uh, we're on cable access, friends. <laughs> <laughs> you get us a sponsor, we'll talk about it. <laughs> But it's really, uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of good guests, a lot of good friends show up on the show and, and still continue to join us and uh, topics that uh, are of interest to folks. And uh, this 100th show, I, I, I went after a guest that I, I know he doesn't like sitting down for interviews. He's, he's, he's got a lot of similarities to Bill Belichick. You know, he, he, he plays his cards close to the vest and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, get the guy to sit down and have a, a long chat. I thought it was a long shot, but guess what? We got Bill Ball, Exeter High School football coach and athletic director to sit down with us. And we did a, a good half hour chat talking about a lot of things about football and sports in general. And you even came up at one point. I brought you up. <laughs> Hard to believe. So you're going to have to watch the show. It's on the televised version. We will have a podcast version coming out. Initially, we'll have it on the YouTube. be coming up probably at the very end of the week. Thanks to our producer, Bob Glowacki, as usual, for putting it all together. And uh, and it was uh, really a, a, a special interview. I, I, I was surprised we could uh, get a uh, sit down for half an hour with the man. And, and uh, it went very well. So thank you to Coach Paul. And uh, thanks to Bob, our p- producer. And uh, and everybody that gets to watch it this weekend for Super Bowl Sunday. What, what's your feeling towards what what's going to happen on, on Sunday? I am hoping for a good football game. So often, as you know, the Super Bowl doesn't really measure up to some of the other games. Right. Uh, I'm hoping for a good game. I my predict. I think Kansas City's going to win. Mahomes is just going to be dominant. That's my feeling. Uh, to me, I know Jalen Hurts has had an MVP caliber season, mm-hmm. but he has never appeared in a game this big. I don't know how he will do. Uh, and boy, after watching San Francisco earlier in the playoffs, I certainly hope I know Kansas City has a good backup quarterback. I don't know who Philadelphia's is, but they better have two backups. Mm. Sounds in in reading for a lot of the big Philadelphia people, uh, especially the linemen, it might be their last go-round. Jason Kelsey, the center. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lane Johnson, the all-world tackle. I, I just don't know. Yeah, you kind of wonder, you know, you 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 kind of like to see the old timers get their due, their ring, but Pat Mahomes and that team, they're 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 stacked. And I, I'm an AFC guy anyway, and I I was saying in previous shows that it, whoever won the AFC was my pick. I was hope I, I was rooting for the Bills, and they didn't come through. And uh, Cincinnati would have probably been my second choice. 
and Kansas City is is the the benchmark. I mean, they just they took those guys to the woodshed and, and earned their way back into the Super Bowl. So, I'll, I yeah, my other my other reason for picking Kansas City is Andy Reid has been there. Yeah, he's been there a couple of times for both he's teams. One <laughs> loss, right? So he knows what what needs to happen. Yeah, Sir, Sirianni for Philadelphia has never been there. Yeah, I think sometimes. First year coaches put in that situation. Sometimes they become too daring, and sometimes they become too conservative. Mm-hmm. And either way, could come back to bite them. Right, right. And Andy Reid, they're they're you know facetiously calling this the Andy Reid Bowl because he's been coach for both the Eagles and now for Kansas City. So it's kind of interesting you know yeah he can he he can i know the playbook for the eagles is different from when he was there but it, you know he's got a feel for the people and and probably the, the the overall system in a sense so you know i don't think there'll be any surprises for him i i you know he's a seasoned coach it wasn't like you say somebody that's just getting there for the first time and feeling his way through it so yeah i uh I, are you going to make a prediction uh, score wise or uh, uh well i'm going to I'm not sure about the score, but I'm going to say it's going to be 27-24, Kansas City. 27-24. You know, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I mean, three-point, yeah, three-point win. I, I think they'll be scoring on both sides. It may wind up being double that, but I think three points will be the the, the difference. So I'll go with you on that. I'll go with a, a three-point spread in favor of Kansas City. The game itself is big, but it's the ads during the game. That's always people talking about, you know, what uh, what products are going to have uh, celebrities promoting their products and movie trailers for future superhero movies and whatever. I know I'm part of this USA Today ad meter campaign, been there for a few years now, and uh, we get to pre-screen some of the ads, some of them not until the game day, and some of them refuse to to release them until just before the quarter that they're going to be played so uh, the ones that we usually get ahead of time are the products that you know you expect you're talking scads of money i don't know how many millions per half minute uh to advertise during the super bowl are there any memorable ones that you can think of that attracted your attention over the past my favorite ads have been and i'm not a big anheuser-busch Budweiser person, but I think their ads, especially with uh, the horses yeah. and uh, <laughs> these, those are the ones that I remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> more than any other of the other ones. Yeah, when, I, when I'm scoring them, those are usually the ones, because I'm a sentimental schmoo, those are the ones that get me, the ones with the dog chasing the horse through the city or whatever right. it was. <laughs> yeah, I, right. exactly. Those are the ones I remember. I mean, I couldn't tell you an ad from last year's Super Bowl. Some of the silly stuff, like the Bitcoin and some of the marketing uh, stuff. Some that were out there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I had no idea what what, what product they were pushing. Yeah. And it just made no sense. I couldn't believe they spent that much money for some weird ad, yeah. which didn't resonate with me at all. One thing about the the, the big game and, and this week, uh, ten thousand dollars a ticket to go to the game. That's that's really? I guess cheap seats. Back when the Patriots were in it, their first Super Bowl, I thought, hmm, maybe and the second time around I went, Oh, I'd love to go. I want to buy in one of the first HD TVs, which 
was a trade-off. I paid about a third of about what it would have cost me to get airline tickets, hotel tickets, and Super Bowl tickets to see the, the Patriots play that year. <laughs> but, and you know what? You didn't have to wait in line to use the restroom. You're right. And I could pick my own food. And that's the other question that comes up. What are you going to eat during the Super Bowl? What do you and Donna and the family like to have during the Super Bowl? Well, I don't know, because we will probably have our grandson will visit us during the afternoon. We just kind of just want something quick mm -hmm. and that doesn't take a lot of thought mm -hmm. and just kind of want to sit and relax a little bit. Well, I, I will go refer you back to one of our previous episodes on the TV side back to last year when we had uh, uh, one cook, a professional chef give us a recipe and then yours truly i gave my chili recipe and it's really simple you could do it coach you won't even have to have donna do it you can do this recipe just go back to that seaco sports forum televised version i i don't know what episode it was but it's it was for the big game talk about timing now new hampshire's had sports betting for a couple of years now i guess uh now it's uh, massachusetts turn and i guess it's uh, in the nick of time for the big game um, I don't know how many millions of dollars will be bet on the game, you know, legally, uh, in New Hampshire, I know it's a scad and probably a double scad in Massachusetts now that it's legal there. So, uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, those numbers when they come in, uh, the predictions we made that already. The only other thing I was going to mention, I, the news that I heard was, uh, our buddy, Tom Brady, who retired and I, and I'll get your opinion on that in a second, but he's decided he's not going to go into the booth. This coming year, he won't go into the broadcasting booth until 2024. He's taking next year completely off just to kind of get his head together and get ready for the big assignment. So first off, what do you think about his retirement? And I'm a fan of Tom Brady's. Even when he went to Tampa, uh, I was still a fan of his. But I would say he should have gone out a couple of years ago uh, to me. I know he was trying to prove that he could play till he's 45, and he did that. Mm -hmm. He's actually better than most of the quarterbacks that are out there playing today on NFL teams. Right. But I, I think it was time, and I really understand why he's taking a break for, from everything. I think he needs some time to exhale and he's gone through a lot of life Amen. issues mm -hmm. by playing this last year. And I think he needs that time to figure out what's really important for him for the rest of his life. Amen. You know, Amen to that. I agree with you totally. I mean, I just, I know it's uh, going to be a big commitment. He's already prepaid 10 years, $375 million to go into Fox and, and be their lead uh, color analyst and uh, i guess this greg olson that's been doing it this year uh, with kevin burkhardt is kind of breathing a sigh of relief because from what i've seen he's doing a nice job and uh he he knew he knew he was a placeholder for brady and uh, now this will give him another year and who knows maybe uh, i don't know if he has a out clause but i do think uh burkhardt is excellent and olson has shown an ability to relate to both the common fan and the ultra fan. So, you know, the person who knows something about football 
and the person who just likes to watch the game of football. Right. And I think he does a good job of explaining technical things, and he can keep it light. And those two guys are a very, very good combo. Brady is smart that he called it quits, and I, I, I was hoping. When I saw the very last game, uh, that playoff game, when what he did, I, I was so taken by it, and I said, this is the way to end your career, Tom. At the end of the game, he had lost. He went up to his mom and dad, gave him a big hug and a kiss, and walked yeah. into the tunnel. And I said, that's the way to end your career, Tom. Don't, don't, don't go any further. That's the way. I mean, he was lucky enough to have both of his parents there watching him. They were right there at the tunnel before he made his exit. And that's the way to end it. I mean, that's that's a that's an old movie ending. <laughs> you and I are old movie guys. That's an old movie ending. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> when they do the Tom Brady story, that's how they should end it that way. I, I wanted to talk quickly about the NBA and, and the NHL. We're at the halftime for the NHL. The, the Bruins are red hot. Uh, there's a potential they could break the all-time uh, most games won record. Unfortunately, they started hyping that too fast because then all of a sudden they went into a three-game losing skid. So I'm hoping that when they get back from this uh, all-star break that they're just kind of focused on just winning games and getting into the playoffs and the Stanley Cup. And Don't worry about 66 wins and all that jazz. What about you? The Bruins right now are, you know, enjoying themselves. They, they've got well-earned rest. They don't play again until Saturday against the Capitals. The biggest thing... For the Bruins, is going to be they need to stay healthy going into the playoffs and during right. the playoffs. Right. I think I go back to what uh, Coach Tuff said when we were watching it. We had him on the program, and we talked about the Bruins at the very beginning of the year, and he said, boy, he liked the two goalies, and he thought they had the two the best two goalie combination in the NHL and I agree with them mm -hmm. what the Bruins have done is they've kind of uh, stashed a guy by the name of Anton Strailman uh, in the minors just in case some of the defensive people get injured Pasternak is an all-world player they have to re-sign him they've had an excellent start they're playing great hockey they're the talk of the NHL uh, they seem to be having fun. What I liked is after the three-game losing streak in Florida, they then went to Toronto and played the Maple Leafs, and they beat them five to two. The Celtics are, are red hot still, and and uh, they uh, they're entertaining to watch. They were talking about maybe making a tweak here or there to get a, a player to to make sure they can cement their way into the deep into the playoffs, and maybe the world championship game again and i hope that'll happen for sure uh the one thing though in the nba the big news is lebron uh, james becoming the all-time nba scoring champ taking out uh kareem abdul jabbar aka lou alcindor um any take on that lebron james he's 38 years old he is still playing at an extreme high level is he one of the greatest players to ever play? Boy, he's he has to be up there. Uh, is he the greatest? No. To me, no. But he's just, he's a tremendous basketball player. And he's a, like a bull in a china shop. 
yeah. at times. Yeah. I mean, he, his upper body is so strong that he can just overwhelm people going to the basket. And, uh, yeah, he's a great, great player. Records are made to be broken. Uh, that's why they're there. Well, they're people. there for the yeah. shoot for. And, you know, Kareem was a great player. And it's going to take a great player to break his record, and it's going to happen. But points, to me, aren't the be-all and end-all of a basketball player. Correct. Yeah, I, I feel that way as well. I really so do. So that's why I say, is he the greatest to play? In my, in my estimation, the greatest basketball player ever. And I know I'm showing my age when I say this. Is the late Bill Russell? Nah, I was going to go there. There you go. There you go. I was going to say without that. a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Because he not only was a dominating player, a focused player, but he was a team player. Okay, Bill Russell. You're absolutely right, Coach. I, I'm with you on that 110. percent So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Celtics. Uh, I hope again. You mentioned with the Bruins, stay healthy. Uh, we know they're doing a lot of this platooning of players now. This is the new thing, you know, certain nights off for certain players, depending upon the matchups and whatever. So, boy, I hate that. I know. I know. I agree with you. I agree with you totally. I mean, I, imagine you're a fan now. and it, it happens more in the NBA than it does in the NHL. Yeah. But you're a fan. Yeah. And you don't have a lot of money. And you've saved up a lot of money because your favorite player is coming to Boston to play against the Celtics. Mm -hmm. So you've saved up a lot of money. You've got yourself a good seat where you can see you're not sitting in the nosebleeds. And you find out, let's say you're a Luka Donacek fan. Mm -hmm. And you find out, oh, no, they're going to rest him this game. He's not going to play. And to me... Boy, that takes the game away from the common fan because now you can't see your favorite player because right. he doesn't show up. Baseball truck. The truck left Fenway Park heading down to Fort Myers with all the equipment, the 40,000 pounds of bubble gum, the 20,000 bats, uh, 50,000 baseballs, and hopefully, hopefully <laughs> some good luck for a team this year that last year was just abysmal. I hope I'm wrong on this, but I'm going to, here's my prediction. The bottom's going to fall out. I mean, I will support them. I will watch them, but boy, I don't understand what they do, what they're doing. And my prediction is the general manager is going to get canned at the end of this year i he's he's nickel and diming and well the dever signing did that surprise you i mean they they, they... no they were forced into yeah that. they were forced into if it, yeah. he didn't do that then the, the fans would have revolted and they'd have an empty fenway park right. instead of right people paying absurd amount of money to go there well big poppy hit it on the head i mean this is putting a lot of pressure on devers and the fact of the matter is that now all baseball teams unless he gets some in front of him and behind him, they're going to just pitch around him. And Big Pappy was the first one to oh, tell right. you that, you know, he, he knew when, when he was with some of the weak teams with the Red Sox, when he got up to the plate, 
just you know wave four at him they're, they're gonna let him go and have a free pass who's gonna be that guy batting behind devers but boy is the pressure gonna be on him <laughs> well my guess is it might be justin turner who they signed from the dodgers right it'll be interesting to see and and hopefully in another couple of weeks we'll get our friend dave o'brien to come on and uh Talk some hot stove baseball. Kevin Euclid is supposed to be the the color commentator this year for the majority of the game, so it won't really matter who's sitting next to him. It's going to be a long season if we uh, don't have a, have a productive season. So, well, you know what? Ed, that's the other thing. I was talking to a guy who was a huge Red Sox fan last year. The last couple of years, whether the game was a good game or a bad game, you enjoyed the three men who were in the booth. Right. O'Brien running the show, but you had Remy and the Eck, and those guys could carry you through a game that was not entertaining. Correct. And it was kind of like must, even though you were watching the game, it was like must listen TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, yeah. now that the Eck is gone, and, you know, Jerry Remy, unfortunately, passed away two years ago. Is Euclid the answer? I hope so. You know, the thing I admired the most about O'Brien is when he had those two guys in there, he knew he was experienced enough and he was talented enough to know that he could be quiet a lot of the right. time exactly. and let those two guys take over and exactly. just interject Exactly. Maybe a little bit about what was happening on the field. Yeah, exactly. He didn't have to dominate the play-by-play and or we, dominate the broadcast. I'm going to hit one more topic with you, but before we do, I want to make sure we get some uh, schoolboy and schoolgirl sports uh, in here. Uh, the In particular, um, just run down the standings of what's going on. The girls ice hockey in Division One uh, right now, Bishop Brady, Trinity, Londonderry, that combined team, they're on top of the heap along with Concord and Bishop Girton. And uh, looking down the standings here, the uh, Exeter Blue Hawk girls are at five and eight right now. Concord is leading the pack on the boys' side of the uh, hockey with the 13 and 0 record as we speak. Girton right up there, Wyndham with seven and four, uh, and uh, the Blue Hawks seven, four, and one right now. Uh, let's take a quick look at what other sports can we go to? How about basketball? Of course, in this one, the Exeter program, both the boys and girls having good seasons. Uh, the girls with two new coaches this year, co-coaches are doing a great job and uh, they're in the thick of things. They're in the top four in the standings. Uh, Bishop Girton in the girls side of things is the leader of the pack right now. And for the boys, Pinkerton is undefeated and they're trying to run the table potentially they could, but they've got a couple of teams like one Trinity, that's uh, the defending champion, having a kind of mediocre year, trying to, to you know fight back and get into the thick of the playoffs uh, down the road here, and the Blue Hawks they're 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 just solid. I mean I I I don't know if you've been able to catch any of the games on the tube or or in person, coach, but uh, I'm very impressed with their uh, offensive under the boards work and rebounding and uh, they're just not living and dying by the three point shot. So um, that's the way I like to see basketball. You knew that coach Holmes was going to take what he had and get the utmost out of it because he is an outstanding basketball coach. He is. Jeff. 
So that is not surprising. I, to me, what's surprising is the two girls who are co-coaching, two young ladies, I should say, uh, who are co-coaching the girls' basketball team, kind of that happened at the last minute. And they've done very, very well. And they've done a great job with the players, and the players have bought into what the coaches are trying to do. Yeah, they're, they're in the thick of things. And then the, I just wanted to go back to the guys' standings for a minute. I said Pinkerton is uh, you know trying to run the table right now undefeated. But the, the Bedford Bulldogs right behind him, and the two teams. Uh, one, I one is not a surprise. Nashua North, dominating team this year. The one that's having a real great season. I'm kind of glad to see it. Uh, one of our former coaches here for the Blue Hawks years ago, when I was starting out, and he was starting out. And uh, Nate Maserol for the Nashua South Purple Panthers. They're in the thick yep. of things. Bishop Girton, and then Exeter and Winnicott right there. Portsmouth. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Trinity is the team again defending the championship the boys uh, but they're right now about 500 so they've got to start playing their playing their game and uh, we'll see how things go when we get into the playoffs that that's always a different story anyway we got to get your take on we had a, a nascar preview out at the la coliseum what was your take on that and anything you get for a vibe coming up for the new season ahead well it, the clash is inter is an interesting race because it's a real short track. The only tracks that are comparable during the year are Bristol and Martinsville. When you have all those drivers and they're all being aggressive, what do you think happens? Spin-outs, wrecks, guys deliberately wrecking another guy to move up a position. At the beginning of the year, people are going to be super aggressive. And what they need to understand is the first race of the year is the Daytona 500. And there's nothing better than to win that race and know you can breathe easy for the rest of the year and know that you're going to get in the playoffs. However, there's a lot to be said because, boy, if you become reckless behind the wheel in the 500, you're going to take a lot of people out of the race and you're going to make yourself a lot of enemies. <laughs> Martin Truex won. Good for him. Mm. He's a veteran driver. He's a good driver. He had kind of an off year last year, uh, but he won and that was good. And he another, needed that. Another new piece of news that, that came out is uh, my guy in the NASCAR circuit, I've been supporting for years, Kevin Harvick. Uh, Tom Brady is not the only guy going to be going into the booth for Fox in 2024. Kevin Harvick will be joining Mike Joy and Clint Bauer in the uh, booth on NASCAR's big races every week, starting in 2024 after he retires at the end of the season. So that'll be exciting too. So Yeah, it will. And uh, Harvick is a very good announcer. He knows what he's doing. I've listened to him on broadcast during the year he's broadcast uh some truck races and he's well more so the xfinity races the thing that people don't understand is how close to one another 
these people are and the speeds that mm. they're going. Yeah. There has to be a lot of trust in the, the driver next to you or the driver behind you. And obviously in the clash, there wasn't any trust right. because Every man people for were getting yeah. spun out and wrecked. I, I'm proud of Harvick knowing that, you know, this is it. He, you know, he's got family. He knows he's got some talent to be able to do the broadcasting thing. So now's the time. Give it one more year. I hope he stays safe. I hope he has a successful year and then makes that nice transition into the booth. So he and Tom Brady can start taking some of that Fox money. <laughs> well, you know what? What The thing I find interesting is seven time is back. Yeah. And he's going to run a few races. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm talking Jimmy Johnson with Petty, with the and Petty Racing Group. Back yeah. And running in NASCAR, he's going to try and qualify for the Daytona 500. He's going to run the Chicago Street Race and he's going to run a few other races. So I find that very interesting that he's come back to NASCAR and he said, eh, maybe I left a little bit too soon. <laughs> Well, you know what? It wasn't for the money, that's for sure. You know, maybe no. the ego, but not the money. Two minute drill time, sir. What you got for me? You know, as I in, I do a Saturday morning oldies radio show. Right. And we're losing more and more artists, recording artists that uh, I've always liked. And now a lot of TV people uh, passed away. So what I am, my two-minute drill is, people, if you're out there, take advantage of the fact that you're still here yeah. with us. And if there's something you want to do, do it. Yeah. And if there are, you know, you never know. I mean, I never knew in my wildest dreams that I'd be having a record a radio show since 2008. But I have. Right. And uh, it's been pretty successful and pretty popular. And you know, because you've been on it. Sure. And uh, it's so what I'm getting at is if there's something you think you want to do, go for it. Amen. Because uh, eventually you're going to reach an age where you're not going to be able to do it. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I, I'm just going to uh, piggyback on that and say uh, on the TV side of things, um, at the very end of this program that's coming up this weekend, I do a little dedication of, of the 100th episode to my Uncle Phil, who turned 100 in December, and we lost him a couple of weeks ago. He was part of that greatest generation, a proud member of the Navy during World War II, and uh, uh, served as part of Operation Crossroads. And if anybody has Wikipedia or an encyclopedia, look it up. It's really a fascinating story. You know, this was back in 1946, and the man lived to... 2023, 100 years and 38 days. So I dedicated the show to him. Our 100th episode on TV for the Seaco Sports Forum, and we will make a podcast edition of it. We're very fortunate enough to get a half-hour interview with Coach Bill Ball from Exeter High School. Uh, he is a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Uh, everybody in the state of New Hampshire, the Grand State, knows this man and his reputation as a coach and athletic director and just a, a 
darn good guy. And the coach will attest to that, right, Coach T? As yeah, he calls you? I will. All right. Yeah. And, and, and he does say good things about you. <laughs> so you have to watch it. I'm not going to spoil it. So our special 100th episode of the Seco Sports Forum will be on YouTube. Don't forget, when you're there, subscribe and like us. And don't forget our podcast, the one you're listening to right now. It's on all the popular platforms. Tell your friends about it. Spread the word. We really appreciate it. And until next time, this is Sherm Chester on behalf of Coach Bill Taylor, inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seacoast Sports Forum.